Welcome to Collaboration is Queen, a New World Women production. I'm your host, Dawn Morningstar, one of three co-founders of New World Women. Sean Vujot, Mecca Page, and I have collaborated to co-create New World Women, a women's organization that shares profits with women to reward them for expanding their consciousness and nurturing themselves. Our unique offering supports women's self-empowerment and economic sufficiency, and it emerged out of a respectful, inclusive, co-creative process based on collaboration at every turn and fun. Yes, there was lots of fun. The three of us are often overheard saying collaboration is queen. We invite you to welcome more collaboration into your life knowing that you don't have to do it alone, whatever it is for you. Dust off your crown and enjoy. And always remember, collaboration is queen. So before I get to our extraordinary guest this evening, Reverend Dr. Patricia Keel, before I get to her brilliant bio, I'd love to share a little bit about her path and mine have intertwined. So many years ago, I met Patricia through our dear mutual friend, Jeanette Monterio, who's here on the call with us this evening. I immediately felt a kinship with Patricia as though I had known her all my life. So I'll ask each one of you, have you met someone or maybe several people in your life and had that kind of a feeling where you felt like you knew them forever? And that's because we're all finding one another again. We are all connecting. It's such a beautiful time to be together in these sacred times. And so Patricia shared the Akam teachings um, from Sri Pritaji and Sri Krishnaji and Amma Bhagwan, Sri Amma Sri Bhagwan, um, from Akam in India. And um, she shared them first with Jeanette, and then Jeanette shared them with me. That's another thing we do as New World Women, as women, is we love sharing things that help us help our lives be better, you know? And so um, then in 2015, Patricia was leading a group to Akam in India. And my heart leapt with joy when Jeanette asked me if I wanted to go with her. And it was funny because the question wasn't even fully out of her mouth asking me if I wanted to go to India. And before she even asked the full question, I said, yes, I wanna go. And I had no idea how I was gonna make this happen. There was so much going on in my life, but it was you know, a calling from the heart. And so um, uh, along with people from all over the world, Patricia, Um, supported and loved us through spending 21 days in the silence being taught by enlightened monks and these monks are called dasas and they're both women and men which I thought was really extraordinary I had never known any women monks before I know there are many out there I just had never been taught by one and so um, our lives continue to transform because of that experience with Patricia And Patricia herself has been to Akam 20 times, 20 times. And so that is just quite extraordinary. So I'll tell you a little bit about her 
this is her, in her own words and some that I have written about her as well. So before discovering her spiritual path, Patricia was a real estate broker. She was a fundraiser for nonprofits and she was a single, I love this word, mompreneur. <laughs> and so emerging from stressed out overwhelm and frustration, she got a fresh start after her second divorce. She found her spiritual heart and her greatest gifts during this time. It's interesting how that can happen for us, isn't it? Where we can go through a very challenging time and have something extraordinary grow out of it. And that's what happened for Patricia. So this new calling gave her the inspiration and energy to start a Unity Church in Berkeley, California. Many of us are familiar with Unity Churches. She did that in the year 2000. So since 2006, <clears throat> she's been to Akam, as I said, 20 times uh, in India, and she's taken groups of spiritual seekers, including me, to awaken and trust the divine. Patricia is celebrating 33 years of sobriety. She cared for and loved her youngest child through cancer. She's a hospice volunteer, a teacher for ACOM, a radio show and podcast host, a frequent guest speaker at Unity, and she is very happy and grateful to be a first founder and luminary for New World Women. And I love this. She is known as Pi to her four grandchildren because everybody loves Pi, right? <laughs> So you can think of Patricia as your elder sister, a wise grandmother, your guide and friend on this journey of self-discovery and empowerment. She knows we've been together in spirit over lifetimes, and right now our paths cross for our mutual growth and transformation. So whether speaking, teaching, or coaching, her great passion is to integrate ancient mystical wisdom, which we love, with current brain science, which we love, and offer practical tools for living an enlightened life. She believes that we all deserve to experience joy and happiness and live a life free from inner stress. It's my honor to welcome you, Reverend Dr. Patricia Keel. Welcome. And let's uh, let's unmute everyone to welcome Patricia. Everyone can say welcome and hello. So, hello. Hi, Patricia. Hi, Patricia. Everyone, I'm so glad to be here with you. Seeing you. It's so fun. Hi, Patricia. Love you. It's so great to see everyone. People from my church in Berkeley, people from Acom Circles, people that I see in the morning, our meditation, and Jeanette, who I had lunch with yesterday. <laughs> it's great to be with everyone. Wonderful. Well, I, I know you're a very brave and bold woman, Patricia. I think you're especially so since you did not want the five questions in advance. You wanted us to do this right in the moment. I love that about you. And so let's just begin with those questions. The first one is, what gift do you, um, what is the gift that you believe that you were born to share? in this world? What is the gift that you were born to share? You know, I think the, the gift that I was born to share is the gift of giving of myself in terms of the transformation that I've had in my own life through multiple challenges and 
the ability to move through it. You know, I, I, um, I, I have a class that I'm going to teach as part of the 12 weeks when we start in, in uh, next April. And it is called the Lotus Factor. And it's about the value of the mud. And I really believe, you know, the lotus grows in the mud. It becomes this beautiful flower. And I really believe that's kind of the nature of life for all of us. And I love to be able to share with people who might find themselves in the mud right now and know that there is just like this incredible, beautiful blossom that's ready to be, to emerge from that. So that's kind of like where I, that, that's kind of my, my favorite thing about my life. So call it a gift. <laughs> I love that. I love that. So um, when did you feel an awakening that led you to your gift? When did that first, when, when were you first aware of that? Do you remember that? Well, so I can't really say that I was aware of the gift while I was in the mud. Um, and, you know, I think that's part of that's part of what happens with us in our life. We get stuck, kind of stuck in the, the muck of the situation that we're in that we can't figure out. And, and so for me, uh, I had this very cool experience of um, really realizing that even though I had divorced my husband, cause I thought that would make me feel really great. You know, I get, he's out of the way. Then once he's gone, I'm going to feel really good to be able to be, you know, who I thought I needed to be in the world. What I realized was that I was doing the same old, same old. And so it wasn't until I had kind of an awareness, like, I, and I call it a fresh start awareness. And I have a whole story about that, but which I won't tell right now, but it wasn't until I started doing things differently than how I'd are, always been doing them that I actually asked a woman in an AA meeting that I thought, she was so amazing because I used to sit in the corner and cry. I was a mess. You know, I was just like, couldn't get my life together. I actually asked for help. I said, I don't know what you're doing, but I want some of it, you know, and, and she took me to a unity church and it was in unity that I first literally allowed myself to, to quiet down enough to feel that something extraordinary was, was going on. It was like, I hadn't felt that kind of stillness in my life for so many years because I'd always been out there trying to manage, you know, manage everybody, my family, my husband, my business and Chardonnay was my, you know, that was my management tool at the time. So it was finding that inner stillness that allowed me to really ultimately get on the path to, um, to become a spiritual teacher, a spiritual coach, you know, whatever, a spiritual friend. <laughs> yes. Yes. I love that. I love that. And it sounds like you got real with yourself. That's what it sounds like to me. Um, and that was when that real awakening got, came up for you when you actually asked for help. That's beautiful. So, um, this is a question that I think helps a lot of us. Um, your answer I know will help a lot of us. Um, how did you first begin to believe in yourself and your gift? Because a lot of times, like, you know, we might think we have this gift. We might have this special thing that we want to share with the world, but we don't believe in ourselves. What did you do to be able to believe in yourself, Patricia? So first of all, Dawn, I have to say, I don't think that I had a gift when all this started. Yeah. I just think I was in so much pain and inner distress in my life 
that anything that calmed me down uh, made, made space for me to kind of try things differently in my life. And at the time that all this happened, I was a real estate broker and I was actually very successful. Uh, but I went to the church, I would go to unity and I'd sit in the back row and I'd leave right away at, when they do the peace song, because most of the time I'd be in tears. It was just so, so just heart opening for me, but I didn't really know what was happening. And so I would hightail it out the door before you had to say hello to the minister or anybody could see me. And, and what eventually happened for me was I, I would sit in the service and I had this feeling Oh, if only I could quit my job as a real estate broker and work for the Unity Church. They were looking for a secretary. I think it was like $10 an hour or something like that. I mean, it was like a crazy thought because clearly I couldn't pay my mortgage as a single mom for $10 an hour. But it was like this thing in my heart that was kind of pulling me. So it wasn't that I knew I had any sort of gift, but it was that this sort of like a inner like urge beyond the divine discontent that got me there in the first place. There was something that was pulling me forward. And, and ultimately, I, I quit my job as a real estate broker, much to the dismay of my accountant. He said, what were you thinking? You know, because the next year I didn't make any money. But what I started doing was I started volunteering for the, that church, that unity church, and kind of following the breadcrumbs, taking every class I could. I, you know, I don't know about some of you, but I was one of those people with stacks of self-help books on my bedside, you know, and I'd pull one out and I'd be looking for somebody else's answer to fix me. And it wasn't until I found this kind of spaciousness of being in a unity experience of meditation that I started finding the breadcrumbs that I could follow that actually led me to you know, saying, hey, this is something that I really want to do, you know, and there are points all along the way that I could, uh, I could identify when I really got, I got really clear that, that I actually had in my head that I could be a unity minister. I mean, it was a crazy idea, but I was in Kansas at a unity church, and there was a woman minister, and I'd never really seen a woman minister before. And I was watching her, and I thought, I think I could do that, you know, and it was like a secret thing. I would never have told anybody at the time. I mean, this was years ago, but it was, you know, it was already planted there. That kind that that happens for us. And we, we hold it kind of, for me, I held it really close because it was too, the confidence, like you say, there was no confidence around that at all, but still it was something that was, it was growing inside me. And I was following, uh, luckily I had enough breadcrumbs, you know, that was really, I was really lucky in that regard. Cause I think a lot of people, you stop, you run out of breadcrumbs and you go another direction, but, but I kept going. So how did you go from the crazy idea to the actual belief that I, I'm doing this? How did you go? How, what, how did that happen? That's the part that I think uh, is I, really I, helpful for people because like, what, what is that tipping point? You know, I think it's a process for all of us, and depending on what you have to do. I mean, I'll remember the first time I was going to do a Sunday, I was going to speak in front of the church on a Thanksgiving service. And the minister gave me like four minutes to talk about Thanksgiving. I probably spent 40 hours trying to figure out what those four minutes were going to be. I had it written, you know, I mean, I was like, 
my confidence was in my book. It was, um, but I, once I went through it, it was just like those little baby steps we take to sort of pull ourselves out of our comfort zone. And then you can pat yourself on the back and you can take the next baby step. I remember the first time I had to do a Sunday talk because the minister had gone and I was in charge of their sabbatical for, for like 13 weeks. I'd read in a book that if you practice in front of the, in the place you're going to be and you pretend that all the people there don't have any clothes on and that you, you practice like that, that you'll feel really comfortable. And so I did that. I pulled a stool up and I sat there and I went through my talk and I, and then when I actually had to do it, it was a lot easier. So I don't think the confidence for any of us is, it's a process, you know, it's, it's just a process. Um, But the key is for me is I didn't actually have a set strategy. You know, it was like the universe provided the strategy. The universe brought me the right person in the moment that I was willing to be present and receive whatever that person had to give to me. And if I wasn't open, I wouldn't have gotten it. And the more, you know, the more we connect into this field of oneness and begin to understand the way the universe works and the synchronicities that are available to us, the more for me, the more open I am to what's out there. Um, like when I heard about New World Women, I was like, this is amazing. What you guys are doing is amazing. I was like, I want to be on the ground floor of helping you make this happen. You know, what an awesome thing to do to bring this energy out into the world. Um, so anyway, I'm, I'm, that's kind of my, I'm very like organic. I kind of go with the flow, but I know I'm in a flow. And once you have that sort of faith that you're in the flow of, I don't know, it's much easier to say yes than it is to say no. So that's kind of where I am. That's beautiful. I love that. So it sounds to me like your um, belief in yourself was a series of steps and that you listened. You, you, you continued to listen, to pay attention, and to trust. And it sounds to me also like you had um, helpful people you you had support along the way you opened yourself to support along the way how important would you say that support is when you have this new big direction that you want to take well you know i think it's totally it's the most important thing and i and i have to say and jeanette kind of knows this that that i mean i was on a spiritual path there's no question that i was on a spiritual path i became a licensed teacher but we were in a church that was run by a man. I mean, it was, it was very patriarchal. And so there were no women examples right in my little sphere there. So, um, and I can remember being really mad that they wouldn't let me play at the level I wanted to play at because I hadn't gotten the credential yet. Um, and it was kind of like, well, you know, screw you, I'm going to go do it on my own. That's kind of what I did. But that's, that's a little bit, you know, not everybody has that same way about moving through resistance that you feel from the outer. Um, I don't know, I think I forgot to ask your answer your question. But oh, no, I think you're doing a fabulous job of answering the questions. It's, um, you know, I guess we could move into the next one, which uh, feels like a natural progression from what you were just talking about. And that is, what's the vision that you hold for how you are able to benefit the lives of others. You've had this extraordinary journey and you uh, just told us a little bit about it. 
where are you now? What is your vision now? What is it that you want to be sharing uh, with others that will benefit them on their journeys? So interesting that you should ask <laughs> because I am 74 years old and I was, I'm reinventing myself again. And it's so, it's, it's so much fun, but it's also a lot of work. Um, and I was, I was looking back at the timing in my life. And I think I kind of have a reinvention reinvention cycle that's close to like when I left real estate and decided I was going to be a minister or start a church, there's kind of this cycle that's happening where things get too feel too tight in whatever it is that I've created. And then I've got to like, um, but I have to say it's not, it's not a smooth kind of linear progression in any way. And so I I'm, I'm reinventing myself in the sense that I'm going to be part of your wonderful new world women process. I'm redoing, I'm going to start a new podcast. I used to have a podcast called relationship fix and I stopped doing that. I had a radio show, um, but I'm going to do another podcast and I'm offering some, some really great new coaching courses that I'm working with my own coach to help me create. Um, but I think the main thing that it's all about for me, it's all about really moving into a field of becoming aware of the, the, the pain and the disconnection that I've gone through in my life that I do not experience anymore at all. I mean, I, my life is, is so filled with peaceful, calm, joyful presence. I don't get stressed. If I do get stressed, I notice right. I notice it right away. Mm -hmm. And it's been so interesting for me. I've had a really, I had a really amazing awakening experience in India in 2012 on 12, 12, 12 was my awakening date. And I had an experience where they put me in a dark room for three days, a day before the date of my awakening. So 12, 11, 2012, and then 12, 12, 12, I had an experience where it was as if somebody had taken a laser and cut the top of my head off. And I was looking inside my head, looking, trying to find a thought. I was kind of like going, and I couldn't, I, I literally, I couldn't, it was like, I couldn't find anything. It was all that chatter had stopped. Um, and since that time, of course, it's, the chatter comes and goes, but now it's very, very, very minimal. You know, it, it, I chatter when I'm trying to work on this new project, but for the most part, it's more like an inner dialogue of um, creativity than any sort of worry. I want all the women who are here and all your friends and all your children to be living in that kind of state because there's such a freedom there. There's this incredible freedom when you don't have this kind of monkey on your back telling you, oh, what were you thinking? Why did you do that? Or this is how you have to organize that event. You know, it's just like that sort of need to control everything doesn't exist anymore for me. So I am really committed 
to help as many women. And I love working with women. I mean, men are great, but women are so much more open and just we support each other. We help each other. And we're ready. I think women are ready, you know. So I want to be part of this new wave of energy that's getting people out of this deep kind of muck of feeling stress, whether it's the COVID thing that we can identify. But most of us, we, you know, we know we've been living in that for so many years. You know, we know our mothers live there and our, mm-hmm. our family members live there. And we see our kids, some of us seeing our kids there don't want that for my grandchildren. So I'm really committed to that. That's why I love what you're doing with New World Women. And, you know, I'm kind of figuring out how I'm going to do it in this next, the reinvention of my life. P.S. My doctorate in ministry is in the reinvention of work. So it's kind of interesting that it's bringing spirituality into the workplace. Matthew Fox was, you know, my teacher there. Andrew Harvey, Anyway, some really incredible people. So it's just kind of all coming together for me and I'm really just loving it. That's beautiful. Would you be willing to share a few tips with us, um, a few simple tips uh, about how you stay in that state that you mentioned, that beautiful state? And I know some of the people here on this call are uh, familiar with the Akam teachings, but it's always good to hear a refresher. And I know you have many other teachings that of your own too. Um, would you be willing to share something for uh, those of us who might be feeling a little stuck or having a lot of that monkey mind um, and maybe give us a little teaser of what you will be sharing with us in the spring when you begin your year-long uh, course with New World Women, which I love the name you came up with, Ancient Wisdom for the New World Woman. So would you be willing to share something with us that might help us out? Sure. Um, and, and I just want to say something before I share anything, because, uh, you know, we're living in such extraordinary times. And I think back to when I first got on a spiritual journey, you know, 30 years ago, uh, there it, it was people weren't talking about yoga. They weren't talking about spirituality. They weren't talking about chakras. They weren't talking about brain science, you know, the neuroplasticity of the brain. They weren't talking about the fact that the heart has a brain. I mean, all of these things that we are literally coming into awareness of deep and powerful connections. All of these things are things that the ancients, especially in India, thousands of years ago, they were aware of this. They knew about this. They had science that was based on, it was basically spiritual science. And so what's been really fun for me as I'm integrating my ministry of unity, which is metaphysics, meaning beyond the physical, you know, it's, we're talking about this inner world creates the outer world uh, is integrating that with the teachings of Akam, the teachings that we're getting from um, O Academy, the ancient wisdom teachings that they're bringing and also the new brain science, it's all coming together. And, and what I think is really important for, for all of us um, and especially people who are maybe a little bit new to their spiritual journey is we can find our way in, in so many different ways, you know, for some people, and, and this is something that I've been, become much more aware of. Uh, and some people who've taken classes with me will, will know this is the power of the breath. 
And the pathway of the breath, the posture that we carry when we have, when we're breathing, I call it the three P's. So here's a tip. If you want a tip, the three, the three P's of a breath practice, you want to, first of all, become aware of your posture, because if you're sitting in the slump, if you're on the couch and you're, you're slumping, your the breath is not going to be able to fully embody. We won't fully embody the spirit of the breath. So sitting with your spine tall, like, you know, feeling, feeling that fluidity, not that it's stiff in any way, but feeling that your spine is tall is an important piece to allow the breath to really energize the body because the breath does amazing things to our body. So first P is the pace, uh, is, is posture. The second P is what is the path of your breath? In other words, are you breathing through the nose? Are you breathing through the mouth? Are you breathing just through one nostril? I mean, there's some incredible ways that we can activate the divine feminine by closing off our right nostril and breathing through the left. Activates the right brain, left nostril, and it runs through the body in these channels that we have in the body. So you want your posture to be straight. You want to be aware of what path your breath is full following. And just for a basic path, it's the idea of breathing in through the nose and bringing the, the breath all the way down into the belly. So your, your abdomen extends as you inhale, means it's coming through the lungs and all the way down as far as you can hold it. The third piece is the pace. And that is another important piece because we want to slow down our breathing. We want to, especially the exhalation. So if we're inhaling through the nose, bringing that breath all the way down to the belly, as we exhale, our pace is very slow. We bring it up and out through the belly. You can almost even feel if you put your hand on your belly, you can feel how the breath moves out of the belly and comes out again through the nose. So those three P's, for me are, are really important. And I've been playing with different breath practices and we'll do that when we have the class um, in April, we'll be always doing a breath practice because I, I think it's really important for us to be aware of our breathing. Um, so there's just one little thing I could tell you. That's beautiful yeah. and very helpful. I think that, you know, we don't always remember to breathe. And when we do remember to breathe, we don't always have a process. I love the three Ps. We will include that in the show notes uh, for, we, we're going to turn this interview into a podcast. And so we'll include your tips in the um, follow-up email from this with the replay and also in our podcast, the New World Women podcast. So thank you so much for that. So what, where is your vision going these days? We can see that your journey, you know, working with the amazing people that you've worked with and being taught by Matthew Fox, he is an extraordinary human being. And uh, all of the teachings that you've experienced, those three days in the in the darkness back in 2012, that's phenomenal. So all of these things that you've done, what else can you share with us um, about your vision for these times? We are in extraordinary times. What else is in your heart to share with us now? You know what, I, um, 
I was I was thinking this morning. Oh, I didn't turn my phone off. Apologies, okay, people. It happens. <laughs> it happens. Uh, I was thinking this morning about how many extraordinary women I know. And some of them are on this call right now, you know, women that I've journeyed with in various ways. And I think it's time now for all of us to claim ourselves as spiritual guides, spiritual mentors for other people in the world. And I, and I, you know, it's kind of weird. I I mean, this is, I don't feel anyway, I'm just going to say it. I, I look at, I get these emails from people who are so important, you know, Roy calls them celebrity, you know, and he, and he's got a little resistance to that, but you know, the people that you see all the time that are the Neil Donald Walsh's, the Michael Beckwith's, the, you know, the, and they do these events with a bunch of people and they interview them and, and I see them and I look at it and I go, I could pull eight friends together and we could do that. And we would be so amazing. We wouldn't be telling you the same old thing Michael Beckwith's been talking about for 25 years. You know, I, I just, I, I feel like it's time for all of us to really claim who we are, like to claim, claim the power. Claim, we, we're claiming a spiritual power within us. And it's from that place of our spiritual power and, and our willingness to feel connected, to be aware of our connection that we have with other people, that we're able to make a contribution without any sense of being um, too bold or too audacious or too big. My mother's favorite, don't be too big for your britches. <laughs> you know, I mean, we don't wear britches anymore, but there's some people who had mothers that said that. And, you know, that's a big thing to live out of as a, as a young girl and even as an old older person. I don't consider myself old. And so that's a good thing, I think. Um, but But I think it's time for all of us who've got some grounding in whatever it is that we love to get out there and, and bring it to the world. Cause the world, the world needs women who care about other women and women who are walking a path of connection to their heart, connection to others. I think it's, you know, it's just like a go for it, go do it, put your Nikes on. I don't know. Anyway, that's what I would say. You guys are doing it. And I love that you're collaborating because, you know, I, I know from my own experience, it's kind of hard to do all this by yourself. <laughs> it's one of the reasons I'm taking some co courses with coaches and we're in kind of, we're in a network where they're, I'm meeting other people that do a little bit different things, but we can collaborate and connect and it's really fun and it's really exciting. I think it's our time for that now. Yes, I hear you saying that it's time to tap into our own inner authority and it's perfectly fine to have, uh, you know, new teachings like you're, you're getting some coaching help and I think it's wonderful to learn new things and to get to that point where we are also able to share what we've learned along the way to mm -hmm. those people who are ready. I'd love for you to talk about that a tiny bit. Uh, I, I know that I've had this conversation with this extraordinary woman I, I, I met, really connected with the other day, Nina Salveson. And by the way, she says, um, instead of aging, she calls it saging. And I love <laughs> that. I'm going to borrow that. And, you know, just this idea of um, really 
getting out there and being present and not waiting for some other thing to tell us it's time to do this, but to be it, to actually simply be it. And I hear you saying that. So um, what would you say about those times where uh, in our lives where maybe we've all done some version of this, where we've read this great book or we have this new teaching or this practice that we're doing and it's working really, really well for us and we just want to share it for, you know, with the whole world, you know, we want to share it with everyone, but if people aren't ready, what would you have to say about that? How do we know what to share with whom and when? So I just put something in the chat because, um, and it's not totally related to, to your question, but I, I'd like to address it and then I'll say what I might say about that. Um, so I, I wrote a chapter for this book that's coming out. The book is called The Ultimate Guide to Self-Healing, Volume 5. And it's coming out in December. And my chapter is called Divine Discontent. And I really believe that what I said in here, divine discontent is a fertile ground of self-healing, self-awareness and new beginnings. And I, you know, it's not that you're going to have the new beginning the moment you have the awareness. It's, it's a process for all of us, but I love this roomy quote. And, you know, whatever happens to you, don't fall in despair. Even if all the doors are closed, a secret path will be there for you that no one knows. You can't see it yet, but so many paradises are at the end of this path. And I kind of feel like we all fall, you know, like we're feeling really great. And then we fall into that little place, that little sort of despair, divine discontent, where we feel like, oh, who me? I can't do it. But when we're able to know there's something there that's just for us, that's when we can take the next step. And to answer your question, Dawn, the, the, the fact that it's just for me and that I'm feeling it means that it's also for other women as well, <laughs> because we're in, we're all connected. You know, it might not be for all 26 other people on the call. My path might not be, and what I have to share might not be for all of you. But there's certainly 26 other women somewhere who are desperate for what it is that I want to share. And I think that we have to have that realization that, you know, if, it, if it's something that's going on inside of me, it's going on inside of a lot of other people right now. And if I can do something about it to shift my life, I can also share that with someone else. And, you know, that's, that's how I get beyond it. The sense that, you know, I don't have the authority or, but of course, then I did have to go to become a minister. And then I had to get a doctoral degree because, you know, I thought I needed all that. Mm -hmm. But I'm just saying, you don't really need it. I don't think in the world we're in now, we really need that. I would agree with It's that. an inner authority that we carry. Yes, I agree with you wholeheartedly on that. Thank you so much. And so if people want to learn more about you, you're in the process of rebranding and redoing your website. I know many of us have experienced that. Um, how could people learn a little bit more about you until we are able to share your wisdom in the spring when we go live in New World Women? How can people find you? So a couple things. I, um, I've always had this really great website, patriciakeel.com. 
And I went out yesterday to say, oh, I have a few things I have to take off classes that I'm not doing. And I couldn't get in. And then I had many conversations with my friends at GoDaddy about it. And I got a little cranky this morning, but I apologize. And so I just gave up the idea that I was going to send you to patriciakeel.com. You can go there and you'll find some of the stuff's out of date. But I do have my coaching site, which is spiritmatterscoaching.com. I've always had a business called Spirit Matters because spirit matters, you know. <laughs> and so Spirit Matters Coaching has on it um, a, a thing that you could you could sign up and have a, a discovery session with me. I call it a jumpstart session. And there's some questions you can fill out. And, you know, maybe somebody wants to do coaching, but I'm also going to be doing what's called a beta group. I'm going to do a beta group coaching program coming up probably in a month. And uh, I would talk to people and see if it's something that's the right thing for them. But again, it's about really embracing your spiritual your spiritual heart and moving, moving forward through the process of spiritual awakening, which is, can be like this for people. And I'm going to hold your hand, walk with you, go through that process. So those are two things that are happening. Also, when the book comes out, I'll put it on my website. Hopefully by then I'll get my website done and you guys can enjoy the book. And um, anyway, call me, email me. Yeah, congratulations on um, your first uh, being a published author. It's yeah, I'm excited. Really, yeah. really fantastic. And we're very excited to see uh, your new website when that's all ready. Yeah, to me go. too. And I'm sure that'll <laughs> probably be done by the spring, right? When you oh, are, yeah, um, it'll be done in a couple weeks because oh, I'm talking I'm talking to GoDaddy tomorrow at three o'clock. So beautiful. beautiful. <laughs> I don't mess around. I know when, you don't. I know Roy you calls don't. me the bulldog. If I get <laughs> so the last question um, is, what are a couple of things that resonate with you about New World Women? For some of the women on the call tonight, they're hearing about it for the first time. What what resonated with you about it? You've, you've shared a few things. Is there anything else you'd like to share about that? Well, the vision that you have is quite incredible. I mean, it's so expansive. And I really encourage people, who, if you don't know anything about it, to go into the website of newworldwomen.com, right? Yep. And find out more. I was first drawn to it because I just love the idea of connecting with a group of women who are really moving into this next unfoldment of who we are as women. And that's what grabbed me. But then when I started looking at it, I saw that you're creating a model where women actually are, it's, it's kind of like a co-op where women, women are actually, if you're part of it, if you subscribe to be part of new world women and get your daily dose of the things that you're going to be offering that you actually, when, when new world women starts being profitable, the people who are part of it, subscribers will actually be earning some, some income from it. So that's a kind of a rare, it, that's a different model than I've seen. Um, and I think that's really exciting for a lot of people. It's a way to have some passive income for people uh, for just being part of a community and supporting other people. And, you know, I think even just for showing up, you give people points. Yes. So, yes, yes, absolutely. And for, you know, continuing to stay inspired and to, uh, stay connected with, a, a you know, we think of our community as a community of like-hearted women. 
and uh, that's really beautiful. And so I know I'm speaking on behalf of everyone when I say thank you. Thank you. You have blessed us with your presence and your wisdom, and we look forward to your beautiful teachings in uh, starting in the spring. So thank you, Reverend Dr. Patricia Keel. Thank you so much. Please visit NewWorldWomen.com to learn more about our exciting collaboration and how it can support you and other women in your life. We would love to welcome you into our first Founders Circle, which you can explore on our site. If you like Collaboration is Queen, please give us a five-star rating and tell your friends. Thank you, and remember to keep your crown ready so women can collaborate to create a new world for themselves and for our world, a world of love, inclusion, collaboration, and abundance.